Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. The world of commerce is fast-paced and constantly changing. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, enables commerce leaders to turn possibilities into reality. Commerce Tools helps businesses go from underperforming to overachieving, and from keeping up to setting the pace, all at a lower total cost. Go to commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's February 12, 2024, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. I'm back. Did you miss me? Today on our show, our recap of January 2024 e-commerce news. Amazon releases their Q4 2023 earnings report. Footwear brand New Balance adds a resale marketplace. And RMW Commerce's 2024 outlook. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first in our shopping cart full of news, our recap of 2024 e-commerce news. Lost in the fog of diapers and bottles, I'm officially back in action and ready to hit 2024 running. Taking any time off is difficult as I've ever done anything like this in my career ever, and I'm also terribly sad to miss a new little one during the day. But here are a few updates I saw in the last month, even from afar. First to Shopify. Another day, another new additions. This year saw a huge focus on AI, B2B, and enterprise. Is it just me or is Shopify slowly rebuilding the foundation of the product over time? There's a lot more I want to cover here as I recently dug more into enterprise additions, but that's for another time. Something I like from an enterprise point of view are that new partnerships with Miracle and Manhattan Associates. Particularly Manhattan is a vendor whose warehouse management system and OMS has been one of the standard applications needed by large retailers in the modern era. To see Shopify in the mix here just speaks to the slow overall industry migration away from Salesforce and Adobe Magento into the Shopify universe. Oh, and did you think I forgot about Flexport? Not a chance. Here's what happened. Shopify invested $250 million in Flexport in an uncapped round, which means two things. One is they had no idea in hell what Flexport is worth. You and me both, Shopify. You and me both. Second, no one else is willing to put any serious money in. That makes Shopify quite literally the lender of last resort. Almost like they're too big to fail for Shopify. I wonder if other Shopify investments in Clavio and Yatpo would get similar treatment if it came to this. Finally, will you trust anything the Flexport founder ever said again? Why raise $250 million if you have a, quote, fortress balance sheet? Who knows? Next up, we seem to be in layoff season. I get asked this question a lot. How can the economy be so good with so many layoffs? And here's my answer. First, many of these layoffs are limited to technology companies, and they're not affecting the broader economy as much. Second, my opinion is that we're starting to see the first salvo of companies starting to leverage AI, or at least thinking they can leverage AI. Who knows whether it'll work out or not, but all these sidekick AI assistants are really meant to sidekick their support departments right out the door first and foremost. Good luck getting the sidekick to grow revenue. Finally, Wall Street seems to love layoffs, so many of these boost stock prices. Good luck out there. Next up, we saw an interview with the authentic brand CEO, Jamie Salter, owner of Forever 21, 
who said that Forever 21 was perhaps the worst purchase they ever made. This on the heels of Chinese marketplace Xi'an investing in one-third of Spark Group, which is owned by ABG. Mr. Salter stated in the interview that Xi'an's supply chain is unmatched and essentially said if you can't beat them, you better join them. And what I'm sure is entirely unrelated news, the CEO of fashion retailer H&M, Helene Helmerson, unexpectedly sat down. Sounds like a warning for fast fashion specifically, but I think the entire fashion industry better sit up and take notice of what's happening in Xi'an. There's always more to say, but we try to keep things pithy here on the podcast, but this is a good start on January. Our second story. Amazon releases their 2024 earnings report. Amazon reporting its earnings last week and with it served notice to the retail industry that its profitability challenges in 2022 are fully now in the rearview mirror. Investors loved what they had to say and in a huge turn of events, started wondering what Amazon would do with its growing pile of cash. As a great poet Ferris Bueller once said, life moved pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Let's get into fiscal year 2023 first. Net sales increased 12% to $574.8 billion in 2023 compared with $514 billion in 2022. Operating income increased to $36.9 billion in 2023 compared with $12.2 billion in 2022. They tripled their operating income. And now for the eye-popping turnaround. North American operating income was $14.9 billion compared with an operating loss of $2.8 billion in 22. Net income was $30.4 billion in 23 compared with a net loss of $2.7 billion in the previous year. In terms of Q4 of last year, net sales increased 14% to $170 billion in the fourth quarter compared with $149 billion in the prior year. North America increased 13% and international increased 7%. The company's cloud division, AWS, increased 13% year-over-year to $24.2 billion. Operating income increased to $13.2 billion in the fourth quarter compared with $2.7 in the fourth quarter of the prior year. North American operating income was $6.5 billion compared with an operating loss in the fourth quarter 22 of $0.2 billion. Clearly, the company has remembered how to make money. And how is that? Put inventory closer to the consumer and reduce transportation costs. Two important segments that we track here also reported their Q4 results. Seller services or third-party revenue was up 19% year-over-year, which amounted to a full-year revenue of $139.9 billion. Advertising, $14.6 billion, up 26% year-over-year. Let me pause on that just for a second. Amazon's advertising revenue business grew 26% year-over-year. Pay to play much? The company did offer some light guidance on the first quarter of 2024. Net sales were expected to be between $138 billion and $143 billion or grow between 8 and 13% compared with first quarter 2023. Operating income is expected to be between $8 billion and $12 billion compared with $4.8 billion in the first quarter of the prior year. That's doubling operating income year over year. Quite an impressive accomplishment. A few tidbits I pulled away from the Q&A portion of the earnings include the number of same-day or overnight items was up 65% year-over-year. A stat that many tracked third-party seller unit mix was up to 61% last year from 60% the year prior. Amazon announced Rufus, a new generative AI-powered conversational shopping experience, because, like, of course, this one could go south fast. 
Seriously, I'm reserving judgment on, on there after the Alexa division has failed to generate any revenue and was recently the target of massive layoffs. I guess you can't fire a robot dog. As a side note, why do I think Rufus is like an AI dog? Perhaps the name Rufus just sounds like a dog to me. Pun intended. To wrap up, you know I had to comment on grocery, and that would be one more comment on grocery than Andy Jassy gave in the one-hour earnings call. Ouch. Willing to be misunderstood much? Our third story. Footwear brand New Balance adds a resale marketplace. Okay, let's level set for a moment. New Balance is a mid-market sneaker brand. Does a mid-market sneaker brand need its own resale marketplace? If the shoes were worth anything, they would be selling higher on GOAT or StockX. And while they are there, there's not much to this. The marketplace is powered by Archive, which powers a resale platform for brands. Other clients include DBF and North Face. Pardon the pun here, but how can this be a sustainable business model? Finally, I have to go off on a little bit of a rant here, so please just excuse the version. Just listen to this quote from the brand. Quote, pre-owned shoes, consumer returns, and quote, cosmetically imperfect footwear that cannot be sold as new, but have been cleaned as needed. This is all stuff used to find at off-price brands like TJ Maxx, which for the record, I'm sure is not shaking in their boots over this one. Also, did I hear that correctly? Pre-owned shoes that are cleaned as needed? Needed by who? If the shoes are used, all of them need cleaning. And our last story, RMW Commerce's 2024 outlook. While there's still a lot of uncertainty in the economy, consumer and sentiment and worries about debt, there's still a lot to look forward to. Here are a few points for your consideration. Almost all economic revisions in the last six months have been up. Unemployment is still at relatively low levels. Supply chain has normalized to a large extent, though this does mean that many still have overbuilt. It looks like a virtual certainty that there will be two or more interest rate cuts this year. Growth is expected to continue, and what's more, the universal efforts undertaken to improve profitability in the last 12 months should produce more profit dollars in 2024 than last year. This seems almost universally positive to this observer. Bring out the rose-colored glasses. What you need to ignore this year, more than the last several years, is people's perceptions of the economy. Perceptions in an election year are colored by politics and agenda even more so than the typical year. And perception is not so helpful and is instead political positioning. Instead, look to how people are actually spending. And Amazon, in their recent earnings call, did provide several indications that businesses have stopped looking at their bottom line so much and holding tight and are starting to bring new workloads into the cloud. Last year, Amazon said its customers performed, quote, optimization, meaning cutting cloud workloads. They indicated on the call that this was mostly tapered off and consumers are bringing newer workloads to the cloud again and not just cutting back. AWS growth accelerated to 13% and Amazon mentioned that these trends should continue in 2024. This is a great leading indicator of investment, which of course we need. Why? 2023 was one of the more difficult years in software as a service business, not only from a sales point of view, but also fundraising. Oh, did I mention exits and valuations? Those slowed down as well. Last year, at the beginning of the year, I advised most of the companies I work with to adopt their most conservative forecast and only chase incremental upside later on. For most, this turned out to be extremely solid advice. This year, I'm more in the midpoint range. Unlike last year, you should dust off those aggressive forecasts because you will need them. I still don't think it makes sense to adopt them, but you're going to need it to develop your midpoint. 
pick up your head, folks. The world is looking a little brighter. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform neared the end of its life, the entire business was at risk, including the ability to serve customers. By switching to Commerce Tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision for connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing its position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at commercetools.com today. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, dropship software Logic Broker acquires Cortina. Logic Broker, a K1 investment management portfolio company, has acquired Marketplace and Dropship Solutions platform Cortina for an undisclosed sum, adding the platform and its customers to its network. Logic Broker and its K1 investor partners have recently added many executives from the old Syndigo product data team, which famously executed a roll-up strategy in the last several years. Expect more acquisitions from Logic Broker as a result. Second, Amazon's billion-dollar industrial innovation fund expands their focus. Amazon's $1 billion industrial innovation fund is diversifying its investment portfolio to include transportation, autonomous vehicles, last-mile technologies, robotics, fulfillment, and logistics. Is this a sign that Amazon believes its initial focus areas are no longer areas of startup innovation or not? Third, Amazon terminates iRobot acquisition. Amazon and iRobot have terminated their pending acquisition due to European Union regulatory approval issues which has led to Roomba's layoff of 350 staff and their CEO resignation. Usually there's investment news here, but this is divestiture. Sucks for Amazon, but overall, Amazon probably has enough robotics innovation anyway, I'm guessing. Fourth, startup Sway raises $19.5 million Series A. Sway, formerly called ReturnMates, has raised $19.5 million to develop customer-focused delivery and returns. Is this a gig working platform that offers two-way communication enabling package delivery and returns? And finally, Patchworks receives 2 million to boost e-commerce integration services. UK-based integration platform Patchworks has received 2 million pounds in new fundings that will be used to develop new features and expand internationally. Patchworks is a popular integration platform provider in Europe and so it's exciting to see their continued progress. And today's final word of the week of February 12, 2024 is tumultuous. And don't just take it from me, this was Amazon's word of the week during their earnings calls. Tumultuous was how they described the past three years, in particular doubling their fulfillment network, tanking their profitability, and now coming out the other side smelling like roses. Let's hope you're feeling the same way and thank you for listening. That is smelling like roses, not tumultuous. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Jose Baez, production manager, Gabriela Montague. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts.